are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now I'm going to be sharing with you in the next two sessions about a working knowledge of the Word of God. You see, it's one thing to know about the Word, to have some knowledge of the Word, but to have a working knowledge of the Word of God is what's going to count. See, you could have a knowledge of a lot of things. We do have. You know, you have a knowledge that airplanes will fly. How many of you fly in an airplane once in a while? So you have enough knowledge of it till you're not afraid to fly in it. But how many of you can fly the airplane if you had to? And you see, it takes a working knowledge of that to be able to operate that machinery or that airplane. See, we have a computer in our office. It does a good job. Saves a lot of time. But I don't have a working knowledge of that computer. I know basically what it does all right. And I know that it does a lot of things, keeps a lot of records. I can tell you, you know, the kind of records it keeps. But to have a working knowledge of that, I don't. Because I haven't studied the computer. That's not my line. <laughs> I have somebody that has a working knowledge of that computer and how to program it and how to get it to work and how to get it to put out the right information. You see, you could have a knowledge of the Word of God, know what the Word said, but not have a working knowledge of it or not be able to enter into the provision that God's Word has provided for us. See, to be a partaker of that and to enter into it and to be able to work with that computer, you'd have to learn how to operate it. And I think this is where sometimes we've missed it in the body of Christ. We've kind of had the idea that, well, now, you know, if this is in the Bible, then I guess it'll come to me. Well, if the stripes of Jesus was for our healing, I guess I'll get healed. But no, you see, it won't necessarily happen just because it's in the Bible. And not every sinner is going to be saved because it says Christ died for the sinner. But you see, we all know that the Bible says that all right. But until the sinner finds out about it, and we teach him how to have a working knowledge of the word where he can act upon that word of promise and enter into the provisions, then he'll still be lost. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is this making any sense to you? So let's go to John's gospel, the eighth chapter. And I'm just going to share some nuggets with you in these next two sessions. It might go further than that. We could call this an information chapter. You know, if you get the wrong information in a computer, man, I mean, you talk about problems. You've got problems. You put the wrong information in it, and the wrong information is going to come out. I mean, garbage in, they say, garbage out. <laughs> so if we don't have the right understanding of the Word of God, as Paul wrote to Timothy, said, Study to show thyself approved, rightly dividing the Word of truth. See, you could know that scriptures are in the Bible. Like one that I heard, one of my favorite stories is a little boy in Sunday school that they said, who can tell us what a lie is, what the Bible says a lie is? Well, he jumped up and said, it's abomination unto God and a very present help in time of trouble. <laughs> well, you see, both of those are in the Bible, all right, but they don't go together. 
So we need to discern when to use it and when not to use it, when to apply these things. In John's Gospel, the 8th chapter, let's begin with verse 31. Then said Jesus unto those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. A very profound statement that Jesus has made, but most of the time we hear it misquoted. Well, you know what Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, that really wasn't what Jesus said. That's part of what he said. But if we want to get the full impact of it, let's get all that he said. If you continue in my word. See, we must continue in the word of God. We must have ears to hear and understand the Bible and the principles of the Bible. We have to have a working knowledge of it. Just to go out and tell the sinner on the street, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. You may have lied to him. He may never know the truth. But you see, it is the knowledge of truth that sets people free. Can you see that here? He said, if you continue in the word, then you shall know the truth. We got to keep on, keep on, keep the word of God before us. Not just now and then, but to continue in the word. Give time to it. Take heed what we hear. Be diligent to discover what God's Word says to do in the situations of life. I think one of the problems has been in the body of Christ that for so many years we've kind of tend to separate the natural from the spiritual and put one over here and the other over there. But you know Jesus never did do that. He always would reach out here with one hand and grab natural things and say, now I'm going to show you how spiritual things work. And how the kingdom works. And he'd start talking about shepherds and sheepfolds and sowing and reaping. And profound truths came forth. In fact, the Bible says, over in the Old Testament, says, he'll open his mouth in parables and speak things that have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Well, the secret things, the word says, belongs to the Lord, but the things that are revealed belong to us. So he's revealed it to us, see, in his word. But just to know about what he said is not enough. We need to know how to put it into everyday action in our lives. A working knowledge of the word of God. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free if you continue in my word. We've got to stay with the word of God. We don't need to follow off after signs and different things. We just must stay with the word of God, and the signs will follow them that believe, you see. The Bible doesn't teach us to follow signs, but the signs will follow the believer. Now, as we look at this, we realize that Jesus is imparting to us, or to the disciples there and to the people in that day, an understanding that it is knowledge of truth that sets you free. See, every one of you that have a Bible have the truth. But it doesn't mean you'll be set free just because you have a Bible. You have to have a knowledge of of the truth that is in that Bible. That truth will set you free. And that understanding will help us. Proverbs says, to get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing, I believe is the way it says it. Therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. In other words, wisdom is the ability to use the knowledge. See, 
And knowledge and understanding cometh out of the mouth of God. Wisdom and understanding cometh out of the mouth of God. Turn with me now to Matthew's Gospel, the 13th chapter. Let's listen to some things that Jesus said after he had finished the parable of the sower. In verse 9, Matthew 13, verse 9, Jesus said, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou to them in parables? And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given for you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God. In this instance, it's the same as the kingdom of God. Sometimes it's interchangeable, sometimes it's not. If you read Mark's account of it in the fourth chapter, he says kingdom of God. So he said, It's given for you to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them it is not given. That's the reason that he spoke it in parables, so that they that had ears to hear that wanted the knowledge of truth would get it, but the others that didn't want knowledge of truth wouldn't get it. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance, but whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. So it's a dangerous thing not to be willing to hear what the Spirit of God is saying, because he said you're in danger of losing even what knowledge you have. And we've seen this happen over a period of years in individuals that get off in error, wouldn't listen. They lose what revelation they had and end up in bad shape. He says, Therefore I speak unto them in parables, and because they seeing, see not, hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, or Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, seeing ye shall see, and not Perceive, For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Now I want you to notice that if you study out this scripture in Isaiah that he's referring to, it indicates that God closed their eyes so they couldn't see. But now Jesus brings it into the right perspective when he says their eyes they have closed. Now the word closed there is the Greek word that we get our word squinted from. In other words, when you go out of this building into the sunlight, the sunlight is so much greater it causes you to close your eyes or squint. And that's what Jesus was saying. Their eyes they have closed. They have squinted at greater light. Therefore, they can't perceive or understand. Now you see there's just nothing new under the sun. But there's more illumination sometimes on the Word of God. Insight into the things that Jesus taught that are available to us today that the disciples in their day, some of them didn't understand. There were things that Paul understood that the people before him didn't understand. And I'm not talking about greater and greater revelation. I'm talking about more illumination, you see. The Word of God is the revelation. But we have more illumination on it. And we have to be careful, lest when we have greater illumination on the Word, we squint at the Word of God. Can you say amen? I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today as we've been talking about the working knowledge of God's Word. Now, our CD offer all this week will be number 7155. It's called God's Creative Power for Healing. It's actually a mini-book, a talking book, on CD. I mean, you can listen to it while you're going to work. You can confess the Word with it because the confessions are on this book as well. And it's for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. God's creative power 
for healing. You know, the scripture says God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalms 107 verse 20. Well, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, John said, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So the word is referring to Jesus. He is the living word, and this word is still alive today. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and joints and the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of your heart. So as we speak the word of God, we release the power of God's word in our behalf, confessing that we're healed by the stripes of Jesus, delivered from the authority of darkness, translated into the kingdom of his dear son, and they're building blocks of life. And these are found in the scriptures. A man shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. The tongue of the wise is health. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. The lips of the wise shall preserve him. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. The mouth of the righteous man is a well of life. A gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life, and a willful contrariness in it breaks down the spirit. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright. Pleasant words are honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. If you have a problem with your bones, you better get some sweet words in your mouth, some good words in your mouth. That's CD offer number 7155, and it's $8 plus $3 postage and handling for a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.